there are spirits everywhere, watching, waiting, seeking that opportune time to reveal themselves like no other. They fill our worlds with so much. Seriously? You didn't just do that. You farted on the promo? What's wrong with you? I thought you were professional. G go away. Go I, I got it. I got it. Hey, everybody. It's Brian Bowden, host of Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. We have an amazing show that covers the paranormal, conspiracies, music, art, entertainment, trending topics, and so much more. Please join us by subscribing to the show on Podbean at InsideTheGoblinUniverse.Podbean.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere you find podcasts. It's an informative, fun, and overall entertaining good time, and uh, we'll keep the gas to ourselves. Why don't you burp next time? Someone give me Brian Anderson. Welcome to Paranormal Heart, a place where people can talk about their paranormal experiences. With your host, Cat Ward, along with a special segment, Oddities with John Mallard. Welcome back, folks, to Paranormal Heart. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, you can find us on the second and last Sunday of each month on Podbean and YouTube. You can also find us on sparkradionet.work, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and anywhere you find fine podcasts. Well, folks, here in the Ottawa Valley, spring has finally arrived after a long winter. We still have a little bit of snow on the ground, well, it is Canada, so of course we're still going to have snow on the ground, but it's really been nice out and it's melting fast. There's only a few patches here and there in my town. And with the beautiful weather and us having to still stay at home, as well as practice social distancing when we do go out, it seems everyone's out walking their dogs. Right now I'm looking out the window and I see a lot of people out for a stroll with their pets. I've never seen so many people out and about. It's amazing. Yours truly as well. We've been taking our dog out for a lot more walks, which she absolutely loves. You should see how she reacts whenever we mention the word walk or if we pick up her leash. She's all ready to go. Have a thought. Do you think our pets are wondering why we've been home so much lately and giving them a lot more attention? Something to think about. So tell me, what have you been doing while you're staying at home? Have you been learning anything new? Have you decided to do things around the house that you've been putting off for a while? Let me know what you've been up to while you're at home. Don't forget, if you've had any paranormal experiences, I am looking for you to be a guest. Paranormal could be ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, Mandela Effect, and yes, even time travelers. If you don't feel comfortable being on the show, I don't have to use your real name, or if you prefer, 
Email me your encounter, and I'm more than happy to read it on the show for you. I just want to share your encounters, your stories, with other people who may have had similar encounters. So drop me an email at paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. This episode's shout-out goes to my listeners in Russia. You are all amazing. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'd also like to send a big hello to Jason and his wife. Jason always takes the time to comment on my YouTube channels, and I just want to say thank you for that. And I hope both you and your wife are doing well and you're able to get back to normal lives with all this quarantine stuff. This episode, I've given John a break from his oddities. But don't worry, I won't leave you hanging. I have a special guest with a wonderful story for you. So here, my special guest is Dixie Cryptid with a Strange Encounter. Over to you, Cam. Hi, Kat. I hope you're doing well. Thanks for inviting me to share one of our stories on your podcast. Usually, we get stories from subscribers on my channel about Bigfoot, Dogman, and cryptids. But sometimes we get UFO and alien abduction stories, and this is one of those. So I'd like to share that with your audience. And here's what this man writes. He says, my name is Mike. I'm a 64-year-old Texan who still lives in Texas. I've had UFO sightings and visitations as well as missing time throughout my childhood and adult life. I suppose I was chosen by these entities. The following is the experience that started everything. On a hot August day in 1970, I was a 16-year-old boy about to begin a new school year at a school I had never attended. We had moved into the neighborhood that summer. Two of my schoolmates and neighborhood friends stood with me at the bus stop. One was 16 and the other was 13. In the previous years, waiting on the school bus to arrive was always playtime, constantly messing with each other and often getting on each other's nerves, but it was a fun part of the day. As we stood waiting on the bus, one of the boys pointed at a strange orange object in the distance. If it had been a plane, it would have not drawn our attention. Soon we all were looking at this thing in silence. The object was getting larger, meaning it was getting closer. Within seconds, it was right on us, so close and coming so fast that we had no time to react. I threw my arms over my head as a last-minute defense. It was terrifying. The next thing I remember, I was sitting in my homeroom class, and the teacher was talking to us. Immediately before that, I was putting my arms over my face. What had happened? I got through the day. It was weird, but I felt like I was going through the motions of the day. Something was off, and I was confused. Teachers would walk by my desk and touch me or shake my desk to get me out of this strange trance. It was as if I were on another planet, figuratively speaking, of course. The next few days were much the same. Everything was a haze. I could not concentrate on anything. But as time went by, maybe a week or 10 days, I began to think more clearly, and I even told myself the whole thing had been a result of a bad dream. However, those two boys who stood with me that day, we never spoke again that year. It was like I knew them, and I knew that we were friends, but there was a distance between us, and we didn't speak to each other at all. 
all those days standing at the bus stop, and we all stood there in virtual silence. We spoke with other kids at the stop, but not each other. That year seemed to fly by. Actually, my whole high school experience went very quickly for me. Towards the end of my senior year in 1974, I was about to graduate. Things were going fine, and I was excited to be getting out of school and doing something else with my life. About a week before the seniors were dismissed from school for good, I was sitting on the bus and had almost arrived at my intersection. The older boy who was with us the day this incident occurred walked from the back of the bus and sat down beside me. I had forgotten he even rode the bus with me. I was astonished. We had not even noticed each other in all that time, and now he was sitting beside me like we were friends again. He said, hey, Mike, how you been? My father just got a new job in California, and we're going to be moving this summer. Hey, do you remember the day that we saw that thing in the sky? I looked at him in astonishment and said, yes, we never talked about it, so I figured it never happened. I still think it was a dream I had had. I heard the air brakes hiss on the bus and the doors opened. We all got off the bus and his mother was at the bus stop in her car to pick the boys up. They ran to the car and were soon gone. I was left standing there with all those questions. To say I was disappointed would be an understatement. I slowly turned and walked to our house. It was like I was inside that dream again, but had the event actually happened? All those memories flooded back, and I was very quiet for the next few days. I didn't see these brothers at school again, and the family never showed up at our graduation. Believe me, I had been looking for them. The day after graduation, I started a job and didn't have much time to do anything. I needed to save money for college in the fall. But a week or so later, on my day off, I walked to my friend's house, and they had already moved. I don't know where they went exactly. That episode happened 50 years ago, and I still think about it often. It left a mark on my mind. Was I abducted that day? What happened to the time from the bus stop to my homeroom class? Why was I confused for days? I have so many questions about this incident as well as subsequent events in my life. I've confided in some through the years, and I'm immediately labeled as off my rocker. I wish I could catch up with my high school friend to see if his experiences are similar to mine. I may never get the answers. Thanks so much, Cam. I really appreciate that. My next guest is no stranger to paranormal shows. He's been around off and on for almost 20 years. He's had a plethora of strange encounters, and we discussed some of them in this episode. We chat about time travel and what may be in store for us in the future. So please welcome, from Swamp Gas Radio, Tigger, also known as Arizona Tramp. <laughs> oh, that was recording. Hey, Tigger, how's it going? Welcome to Paranormal Heart. That was a good start. Hey, cat, it's been long enough since I've been on your show, lady. What the hell? How you doing? Well, you haven't been on my show, so it's, it has been too it's, long. <laughs> it's been a while. You used to do the news for me, and I haven't talked to you in over a year. I know. So if anybody recognizes uh, Tigger's voice, you may know him as Arizona Tramp. 
Um, yeah, since I uh, started school, I haven't been talking much to you or a lot of people, actually, but um, finally have you on the show. And um, thank you so much for being here. Well, I'm here. I told you I'd come on at some point. Yes, I, you did. I kind of thought you forgot about me. Good grief, so. no. You, you can't forget you. Good or bad, you just can't forget you. <laughs> <laughs> So what's going on? What are you going to talk to us about? What do you want to know? I mean, <clears throat> well, what we so discussed. That- oh, I know. You've had a lot of weird uh, paranormal experiences. I know that. So why don't we uh, I, do what we discussed? I, Go ahead. I live in a haunted house. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm into the occult. Uh, I have done lots of time traveling. Um, where do you want to go? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I want to touch on the time traveling, but is there a way, is there any way, is there something that you should start off with before that? Or can you just start with that? Start oh, with the well, haunted house. Stories. Start with, start with the haunted house. Start with the haunted house. Yeah. Well, we moved into this place five years ago as my fans of swamp gas remember and it's a haunted house. The, the the two guys that were married to the lady at different times, mind you, and how they both died and stuck around and waited for her to die. And she died mm, about a year and a half ago now. And when she died, those two ghosts left. But there's other ghosts that are around. And they've got a swamp behind me that critters like to come out when you're having a, a bonfire and stuff. But the, the story that goes with, with the, with I, when we first looked at the house and we're looking around the property, I could smell one of the guys. It smelled, it's, you know what, someone that hasn't taken a bath <laughs> in yep. like months smells like, and he's old and he's, that's what it smelled like. And I didn't know why at first I didn't pick up on it. So after we moved in, we got the story from the neighbors and from the lady that lived here that was uh, how the, the place, how the old guys hung around and how when the lady that lived here used to, she, she was a fanatic and she would clean her house and she'd wake up the next day and there was this uh, heart made out of dust on her counter. And she used to keep them immaculate, you know, nice and clean and everything. But there'd be this dust spot there that was in the shape of a heart. And it was like a sign. She took that as a sign that her husband still loved her and was waiting for her. And this this guy used to uh, do things like turn the heat up on me or he would just turn the heat all the way off. Or... I'd be in the shed, I'd be working, doing whatever project, and he'd take whatever tool I was I was using and he would put it on the other, he would literally put it on the other side of the shed and I'd look all over for it and I would find it. That's the type of things that he would do. That doesn't happen anymore since they're gone. Um, but we just did some painting in the house about mm, two two days ago now. And it seemed like somebody was around the house just watching and, and 
it, it just felt kind of creepy. It was just me and the wife here. Uh, so there's the, not all the paranormal stuff here, but there's a good little chunk of it. What, uh, why did they suddenly disappear? Did you do anything or did they just leave? I didn't have to do a thing. These guys are cool. Hmm. They left, she died and they went with her. Okay. They were waiting on her. That's my theory. Hmm. Never had a conversation with them. Never caught an EVP from them. Mm-hmm. Even though on when I would record Swamp Gas, I'd always get EVPs with them. Really? Um, and it me saying that just made me remember about the time I, I'm sitting here in the back room. And if you remember when I did my shows, how loud mm-hmm. the crickets. Yeah. Well, the crickets are going. It's it's summertime. I go out into the backyard and I hear this clicking, like, and I hear it coming from several different directions, and it ends up that I see these praying mantis-looking sons of a bitches just hovering around in my backyard. That's kind of creepy. It, it was freaky. How big were they? Like human size hard, or just small? It was, it was hard to tell because they're hovering, you know, so I don't know, maybe four feet, hmm. maybe four feet high, maybe five feet. I don't know. They're, you know, they're, they're like hovering above the ground. They're not, and they're talking and they can understand each other. I can't, I, I was not able consciously anyway to understand what they were saying. So I have no idea why they were here. Was that the only time you saw them? That was the only time here that I've seen them. I've had dealings with those mantis people before. Really? Yeah. And do tell. Never, never good. Really? It's never good with them. So that what I saw in the backyard it was last last year. Hmm. Uh that that was the calmest encounter I've ever had with those things. Where have you seen them Uh, before? Uh, when I was in Minnesota, I had dealings with it and they had came and abducted my girlfriend's daughter. Whoa. Uh, I had, after that, I ended up putting up, well, I had a dragon. I, 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 I had a dragon outside. Um, I'm not going to explain how I conjured that up, <laughs> but there was a dragon guard in the house outside and there was... Um, people talk about white light and how you're supposed to put white light up to protect things. Well, white light is all the spectrums of light bunched together. It doesn't do any good. It, uh, it, it kind of defeats its purpose. So you put up gold light and gold light is the cleansing light that will destroy any negativity and keep any negativity from entering in. The bad side of using gold light is that if you keep it coming down to the location that you want too long, then it will start affecting you and everyone around you too. And it's just like anything, too much of anything is is not good for you. How does it affect you? 
it keeps you from doing things that you want to do. Uh, it, it can make you lethargic. Mm-hmm. Um, it can give you s- symptoms of depression without actually being depressed. I've never heard of the gold light before. Uh, a lot of people have it. Because hmm. everybody talks about the white light, like you said. Of course, everybody yeah. talks about the white light and the power of three, which is all bullshit. You don't need anyone but yourself. There's no power of three. <laughs> but I don't want to offend your listeners by getting into occult differences. So we'll stay away from that subject. Okay. <laughs> wow. So you've had that house now for five years, you said? Uh, in, would it be October? Would it be five? Yes. End of September, early October is five years. Hmm. So you moved in shortly right before I kind of knew you because we lived in Alberta for three years and we've been back here for two. And I used to do your news on your show, uh, when I was in Alberta. So just trying to do the math here. Yeah. Amanda hmm. Kern Amanda Kern did the news for the show for a while. Mm-hmm. And then you did the news for the show for a while. And then you were supposed to co-host <laughs> and that didn't happen. It's like, no. oh yeah, oh yeah. And you never showed up. It's like, okay, fine. I'm sorry. You know, so because I went through issues and I had a stroke and um that sort of thing last year. I had all kinds of problems. Uh, that's that's one of the main reasons I'm not in radio anymore. Yeah. Do you ever plan on coming back? I don't know. I at this point I highly doubt it. Yeah. You had a really good show. I miss it. Plus you I had a really that. you had a really good news girl too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, folks, it's all because of Arizona here, or Tigger, um, when he had a show and I was doing my show, I was just, you know, fresh doing podcasting and still nervous and everything. And he wanted me to do the news on his show. And I thought, okay, because he was trying to help me get some experience and try not to be as nervous. And he wanted me to co-host. And I think I did twice. Um that was terrifying for some reason. Uh, I didn't like to do live at the time, but since then I've done a couple of live shows where I was guest. Um, but it all started with uh, with you. There's nothing better than doing a show live. You have to do these shows live in order to get that special spark in the show. Even if it's a crap show, it's live. Anything that could go wrong mm-hmm. does go wrong. I don't care <laughs> who you are. Yeah. Anything that can go wrong does go wrong. And you don't get that with a podcast. And most people who podcast go back through their podcast and edit out all the stuff they don't want in it. That's a nice little hush little secret nobody tells you about. <laughs> and <clears throat> I've done that myself. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the time travel. You we've ne- I like I said you've just dis- you've mentioned it to me before, but we never really discussed it. How do I start this? This is going to be interesting for you. Um, 
You mentioned earlier something about a hotel that might tie into the time travel? Well, there is a hotel that, that ties into the time travel. Mm -hmm. There is, yeah. Um, there's, this is interesting. How do I start this? I guess I just come out and start it. I mean, yeah. I, I, I've, I've said it. There's enough people that know about it and people of importance of, that we don't like, none of us like, already know about it. They already know I run my mouth about it, but most people don't believe it, so they don't give a, f a shit. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> my grandparents, my mother... Her sister are off-worlders. They came here from somewhere else. Where, I'm not going to tell you. Um, birth records indicate that my mother, uh, well, let's just put it this way. My mother turned like 18 in 1960s and so I, I don't know why I said anything about birth records I'm just trying to give you a little timeline here mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> that being said my father is human I am what people consider a half-breed and uh, I can you tell I really don't like talking about this part? <clears throat> you don't have to. <sighs> if you're uncomfortable. Okay. Well, in order for people to understand what's going on, because when I say I'm a time traveler, I'm not human. Uh, there, there's things that I get to do that, that humans just don't get to do. Uh, there, there's there's humans that claim they do that come on the radio and they're so full of crap and I sit there and I yell at the radio when I when I because they'll be in a time period where I where I was and um, they're just talking crap because they don't know they they actually don't know like tra time travelers that will Supposed time travelers that say, oh, we went back to the revolutionary or, uh, yeah, the, the war between the states and we took this picture of Gettysburg uh, and I'm this little boy that's standing here and, well, how did you, did you just take the picture or, or did you have to stand there and wait or would you have to, say, oh, I just take the picture and, and uh, I did this as my job for a little boy and, Things are so much different back then because, for one, cameras just came out back then, and you stand, you had to stand in place. That's why you see figments of people in that one Gettysburg picture, and you see uh, people standing there, and you get the full picture, and you get a lot of blurs because you had to, you had to stand still in place for five minutes. And if you moved, and if you were walking by during the time the picture was taken, it, it wouldn't even show up. You wouldn't show up at all. Uh, you know, and, and kids at that time, they weren't there. 
the kids had little kids had nothing to do with it. They were seen and not heard. And if they were there at any point, it was they were slaves, basically, or they did what they were told to do, and they they stayed hidden and out of the way, and so on and so forth. But um, <clears throat> anyway. Kelly just walked in. I saw. <laughs> so anyway, we can start off, and I can start by confusing the hell out of people. You do that anyway. At, <laughs> at, at, at the Commodore Perry Hotel in downtown Toledo, mm-hmm. there is, there used to well, how do you, yeah. There's a ghost girl in the Commodore Perry. Uh, it said that you, if, in the upper levels of the, of the building, there's like <coughs> 14 stories to the building. In the upper stories of the building, you can hear a piano being played at certain times of the day yeah. and so on. Yeah. And there used to be this, this, the second floor used to be this grand lobby type thing that they have shut down permanently. They refused to let anybody up in there whatsoever. Why is that? Uh, they won't. They won't tell you why. Hmm. Uh, I suppose they won't tell you why, but uh, everybody assumes it has something to do with the ghost girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the early eighties. I had something to do with this ghost girl. Uh, what she will do, what she's infamous and famous for doing is, uh, AT&T used to be, have their store inside the Commodore Perry on the first floor. And the stairs that go up to the, to the second floor, it was like this grand lobby type thing, were right there before you went into the store for AT&T. The, the stairs are still there, and the little girl would come down, and she would sit, and you would visibly see her all dressed, um, and she would be a full-figured person, and you would visibly see her. She would talk to you, and if you talked back, she would either disappear right in front of you, or she would, uh, if she did help hold a conversation with you, she would get upset usually, and she would run up through the wall that was placed there at those stairs, and you would never see her again. And she did this, she's done this for 75, 80 years. That's, that's how old this, this story is. In the early 80s, I walked in there. Um, it was cold. It was snowy, and I wanted to get warm. And I didn't know at that time anything about this this ghost girl or anything about the Commodore Hotel. You know, people just back there in the 80s, they didn't do what the ghost stuff is now. People didn't talk about it back then. Yeah. It wasn't anything to do with anything back then. So I walked in, and... I knew the security guard. He let me come in and get warmed up. So I'm standing there talking to him. And then I see the the girl sitting on the steps. 
And I hold a conversation with her for a good five minutes. And uh, then she got pissed off and she ran up the stairs. And I'm going, how did she get through? Where did she go? How did she get up the steps? I'm talking to the security guard. And he says, that's the ghost girl. I said, what? You know, back at this time, that, that was one of my first, very first paranormal experiences. Hmm. And I'm freaking all out. And so ah, Kelly's on her game. <laughs> Go figure. <sighs> so you saw the ghost girl? It was your first encounter? Mm, that was my first paranormal encounter, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a couple before that, but they, they weren't really interesting. So this all leads back to me and a friend of mine and her little girl. We, it was during this time, we took off. Uh, well, during this time, let me be clear, during this time that we're all going through right now. We took off and we went back to 1958. And I stayed, we stayed in the hotel that was next to the Commodore Perry. Uh, long story short, the my, my friend's daughter died. In the Commodore Perry. Uh, oh, she wow. was murdered. She was murdered. Um, I'm not going to get into gruesome details about it. But uh, it, w- it wasn't until then that I understood who I was talking to in the 80s. It was the very same girl. So that proves a loop sort of thing. Uh, <clears throat> how, how did you travel? How did, how did you do it? Oh, me? I took my motorcycle. No, I, did that, I mean, you, seriously. You, you uh, make like a doorway and you yeah. go through the doorway. Hmm. You go wherever you want. Okay. It, it's, uh, you know uh, what an accordion is? Mm-hmm. You know what a yeah. Is where you got to squeeze the accordion mm-hmm. and you pull it out. Yeah. Well, think of uh, the top ridges of an accordion like uh, a number of years. Okay. All right. Like, for example, 10 years, and you want to go to this, you stretch the accordion out and you find the, the time that you want to proverbial accordion. I don't really know how to explain it other than you. That's basically how you keep track of where you're going. And uh, once you've set your mark of where you're going, you simply open the door and you, and you go through. This sounds like total bullshit to you, doesn't you si- it? No, this is, a, this is fascinating. You say simply open the door. That's not simple. I'm not going to tell you. That's I'm not, not even simple. Go through it. <laughs> You're going to have to tell me after. <laughs> so, um, 
But then we talked about it. <laughs> There's dead air. <laughs> I hate dead air. <laughs> you look like you were getting ready to say something. That's why I didn't say anything. <laughs> okay, so you went back on your motorbike. On my motorbike. I yeah. like the way. She- <laughs> <laughs> what? I like that. That's connects. That's how we say it. Your it motorbike. Connects. Yeah. <laughs> Making fun of my my uh, Canadian terminology. That, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. But that, I certainly didn't want to walk everywhere I went. No, I don't blame you. We went back there. Uh, I went back to oh, what was it? The very early 1900s, and then I went back to um, 1812. Uh, there was a, a prominent fight that uh, that took place in this area that I wanted to observe. Um, got to become friends with uh, a few people there. And then what? I came back. I mean, uh, you're not asking me any questions, pertinent cat. I mean, come on, ask me some questions. It's just, <laughs> you should have all kinds of questions, man. Be, be. <laughs> so when you, when you travel like that, how long do you stay there? As long as I want. What's the longest you've stayed? Several years. Several years. Wow. So when you come back, how much, like no time has passed? That's the tricky part. When you come back, you don't want to come back before you left. And you, if you go with anybody else, take anybody else with you, Mm -hmm. you don't want to come back three or four weeks later than from the time that you left because the police will have questions for you. I guess, like, where have you been? You understand what I'm saying? Especially <laughs> yeah. if, yeah. Yeah. Especially if there's a reason that the person you took with you didn't go back with you. Yeah. You know, for whatever that reason is, you're going to have a hard time explaining, you know, what's going on. Yeah, so no kidding. you want to come back within 10, 15 minutes of the time that you left. Hmm. And you don't have a problem doing that? You can just pick a time when you want to come back? Usually it works pretty well. Hmm. <laughs> Usually. How far back? What's what's the furthest back you've been to? Uh, I've been back. 1812 is the furthest I've been back. Um, the reason is, is that uh, things get pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one the way people talk, they're not going to understand the way you talk. And I'm not going to understand the way they talk. If I went any further back in the area of country that I went back, it would be natives. And I don't know the native language Mm -hmm. for native American. Uh, They would take whatever the way that I looked like, they would fear that. And why wouldn't they fear that? Yeah. I mean, uh, there's also the thing of disease. Mm. 
if I had stayed long enough in 1812, I'd have had to go through the bubonic plague. Oh. I wouldn't have been able to handle that. I would have, uh, my body wouldn't be able to handle the bubonic, bubonic plague, nor would anybody else in our timeline be able to handle that. Yeah, because you'd be bringing that back. You know, um, hmm. the same would go if you were to take someone from that time and bring them into this time for whatever reason. Um, they would, their bodies would not be able to handle what is normal for our bodies to handle. The flu, where we can get over the flu, the flu mm-hmm. would kill them. Yeah. Not to mention their mind seeing stuff from, you know, a couple hundred years in the future. That- in the future, oh, for them, they they would get over that. They'd get over that pretty fast. Oh, yeah? The hard part hmm. for them is when they go back, uh, keeping their mouth shut. Mm. They can't tell anybody because if they tell somebody, they get burned for a witch. Yeah. Have you ever gone forward or just back? I have gone forward. I've gone to twenty thirty six. I've gone to twenty two and twenty twenty two. Oh, that's a fun one. 2022. 2022. That's just, yeah. I went back. Yeah, I went to 2022. Can you tell us about it? Uh, I can. Uh, You asked for, I've been to 2060. Uh, 2060 is absolutely nothing like what you know now. Really? How, how different uh, is it? What, what you consider now that you have is pure luxury. Hmm. After, uh, most people, it's not that you can't get to it. It's that you just, it's not there for you to have. 2036 is one, uh, in May of 2036, Yellowstone goes poof. In October of 2036, there's a, a super volcano on the other side of the planet that goes poof. There's your very big decrease in population, not just of the human species, but every species. Yeah. So that's pretty scary all by itself after that. For a long time. Um, 2022. Not far you off. Did, you wanted to talk paranormal. You want me to talk about part 2022? Sure. This ain't over. The, the pandemic? That's right. Hmm. <laughs> Close to two thirds of the world of the global population is gone, as far as the human species is concerned. Wow, that's mind blowing. It's this thing is a wave. It 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 just. The waves keep getting bigger and they keep getting bigger and getting bigger and no amount of social distancing or whatever you want to call it is going to have anything to do with it. 
it's going to do what it's going to do. And there's some other things that are thrown in the mix at the same time. Um, a, a few other diseases will, uh, plus you got the flu that comes back every year, hmm. you know, and um, so. Do you know where the, um, this pandemic, pandemic, where it came from? This pandemic was made in a lab. Mm-hmm. Do you know where? Because uh, I, I have heard it, North America this, and it was sent to China. I, I don't I know. Believe, I believe very much that I had this back in October of really? 2019. Yeah. I'm in Northwest Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I ended up with what the doctor called pneumonia, but it, the symptoms were... Uh, Exactly what they talk about, about COVID-19, where you feel like you're in an airplane at 30,000 feet and the cabin pressure is slowly being released and you just can't breathe. You don't feel like that with pneumonia. Hmm. As long as you're sitting up, you don't feel that way with pneumonia. This is different. This is a total, it feels totally, it's like putting your hand over your mouth as tight as you can. And mm-hmm. trying to suck some air. It's, that's the type of feeling that it is. I think I had it. I believe that it, happened, it was our country. Or I believe I don't have facts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think I had it back in, in October of last year. I think it was October. Was it October, Kelly? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. How long? Because I've heard that some people who are who um, have the pneumonia part with this uh, antibiotics don't cut it. No, they don't do anything. Did it do anything for now, you? In October, they gave me what you were with. Kelly was with me when I went to the hospital, and they gave me a, they gave me a shot. Right? I don't remember what the shot was, I, but they gave me uh, you know the little blue breathalyzers mm. that squeeze. Mm-hmm. They gave me that. And they sent me home. And for me, because I'm not all human, it worked. Hmm. Within what, three or four days, I was up and I was fine. Lucky. Um, but... Kelly's daughter, um, she's now 30. She thinks she had it last year, too. I've been hearing more and more people say that, that they had some kind of... hearing a lot of people that say that, too. So I I believe, because I know a lot of people that have been saying the same thing, Mm -hmm. that it started here. Hmm. You notice, I think, I say I believe, because I don't have any facts. Yeah. I can't back anything up. I just think it was here before. I, I, I think it was here before it became a major issue. And hell, it could have been here for two years beforehand. Do you think it was released by accident or was it planned? I think it was purpose. Uh, there's a, the, the big purpose behind this was to screw everybody. 
to for it was their version of global population and they could turn around and say that it was a disease that did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it- I am now I am talking in what I believe. I'm not talking in facts. All right. I don't I can't come out and prove to you one way or another what the hell's really going on. I think mm-hmm. that this was uh, something that was designed on purpose for for to get rid of the old people so that they wouldn't be such of a burden on the government having to pay them population uh, control get get rid of to get rid of the people that are, that are in facilities mm-hmm. the, the the children and the adults that are mentally retarded um, and the hospice people they want that I also believe that they want a one world government. And when they, uh, the reason I say this is because they want to, I think this would be the perfect time to try to make things digital, get rid of paper money. They can say that paper money is dirty and contagious. Chip in the hand. Okay. So they want to, and they, Angel asked me about the chip in the hand. Right. Kelly was talking about the chip. Uh, and, and I, and I couldn't come up with the, the answer that night, the chip in the hand. Okay. I don't need a wallet. I don't nope. have to, you know, I leave my cell phone at home. I, uh, some, some people don't even have a wallet, but in order to tra- do anything and prove that you don't have COVID-19 and all this, you have a chip in your hand. that's monitored by the medical people all the time. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's a power grab. Uh, what you might not know this, but uh, they've got uh, military and naval ships and all this down by South America. And they're taking out all the cartels. Well, what's the reason that they're taking out the cartels? Well, they're going to tell you because it's a war on drugs. The cartels can fund any revolution that come, goes to them and wants funding as long as the cartel gets something out of it. Okay, now if you can't fund your revolution, then the government can do whatever it wants and there's, there, you don't have uh, enough firepower to fight back. Mm-hmm. That's, this is just me talking here. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> and from what I've seen, it worked. Uh, I watched Yellowstone go poof. And the people that stood next to me in Arizona going up to Flagstaff on Route 40, we were at the rest area. Uh, It was kind of like what you might imagine China being like in the way that they control things. How so? You no freedom of speech anymore. You had to be really careful how you said things. Uh, I'm starting to see that now. You had to have approval before you could travel outside of your city. So the people that uh, I had talked to that stood next to me and we talked for a good hour before Yellowstone went poof were explaining to me um, and they were a little put out by it because they didn't believe what I was telling them. And, but what they explained to me was, uh, you, they had, 
been waiting for 15 months to have approval to go to Flagstaff to visit their family. Hmm. Flagstaff is in Arizona. Yeah, so. Yeah. We're starting to see some of that now with, um, uh, like in Canada, borders are closing because of the pandemic and um, no uh, non-essential traveling, you know. Um, I've been seeing some friends in the States who have to have um, special identification to show that they have a, a purpose to being where, they, where they're going, it, you know, so we're already starting to see signs of that. Well, not just in that sort of way. There, there is an incident, a few incidents here in the country, where Christian preachers on Easter Sunday. I, I'm not Christian. You know, I'm not Christian. Yeah, I know. But I don't care if you if you want to worship, do whatever you want to do with church. That's just fine with me. Mm-hmm. They did their services where they put people in their cars. The people would drive up in their cars. And they turn the radio on, and the preacher would use his little FM transmitter thing, just like you would at a drive-in, yeah. and be able to listen. And he would—he preached his 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 church service through this. It's better than standing ten feet away because you're isolated in your car. And they broke these these church services up, and they fined people, forced them to go home threaten them with jail and it's like um <laughs> that's that's just like fucking communist russia and you don't see that kind of thing go on in this country and, mm-hmm. and it, it, <clears throat> it, it's nothing more than a power grab now do you think where you've seen you've been to the future, things could potentially change and maybe what you've seen won't happen or is, or is it fixed? It's bound to happen. It's never fixed. People try to say it's fixed. It's never fixed. However, uh, let's say in one real, now you're talking realities Mm -hmm. in one reality. I throw a ball and it goes through, through the, uh, window, of somebody's house. Mm-hmm. Well, me going back and being in a different reality, remembering that I'm not going to be the one to pick up that ball and throw it because when I threw it, it went through the window of the house. The person next to me picks up that ball and he throws it through the window of the house. Very same pane of glass, very same ball. I didn't. The, can you understand what I'm saying? The yes. event can be fixed okay. as a fixed point in time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that the person, the same people are responsible for it each time. Mm-hmm. Because uh, with each decision that you make guides you into the next part of the reality that you exist in. And there are billions of different realities. And that that that's I don't even want to get into that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think my brain would pop if you did. (laughs) It's just difficult to wrap your mind around it. In other words, if Yellowstone didn't go poof in May of 2036, it could go poof in June of 
of 2038, but before 2040, it's going to go poof. Is it possible that it wouldn't be that, it would be something else that would happen, or is it that's, that's what's going to happen? It's going to happen. It, it will happen here before 2040. I, I, I'm still, every sign that I see still says it's going to be uh, 2036. It's, huh. it's kind of like we, in our reality that me and you exist in, mm-hmm. two planes hit the World Trade Center and the World Trade Center came down. In our reality, they say that Iranians or whatever it was, whoever it was, were on those planes and they hijacked the planes. But in another reality, it could be another reason why two planes hit. Mm-hmm. You know, do you follow? Yes, I do. Yep. The event will always happen in a fixed point where it the event has to happen in order to make the next part of the timeline work the way that it's supposed to, I guess is mm-hmm. how you could put it. I don't know. Since my stroke, I'm not really the best at talking anymore. So that's fine. So, so have you been to um, the same place more than once? At the same amount, yeah. at the same time frame? Like yeah. revisiting, yeah? And the, the funny thing is, is that people say, oh, well, you'll influence something. And it's like, no, you won't. I was just going to ask that. I You're mean, in my if, mind. If, if I went, you know, back and shot JFK, <clears throat> JFK was going to be shot anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe not at that moment, but it would have happened. Maybe not at that moment, but it would have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, um, hmm. most people do not really have the influence to affect things on a universal, global scale. Mm-hmm. So you're not really gonna. The universe has a way of working itself out. So that, you know, um, so the whole thing of stepping on a leaf and that's going to change the outcome a billion years later, it's a bunch of crap. So this uh, whole uh, pandemic thing, when does it end? Or do you know? It never goes away. It slows down so it's not what you would call uh, a plague anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. But it never goes away. It's just like the flu. It mm-hmm. just, and it mutates reason, every year type does, thing? The reason the flu, this whole thing with the vaccine is so stupid. Everybody ha- already has immunity to the flu because they've gotten it mm-hmm. countless times from being a kid all the way up to their yep. adult life. So they have this immunity. Their parents had immunity to the flu. Mm-hmm. They get the flu. <clears throat> they usually, unless they got something else going on and the flu kills them, mm-hmm. you know, or they get really bad pneumonia, 
yeah. which is on top of the flu, and that's not the flu, but that's pneumonia, then they're, they're fine because you have immunity to it. But let's say um, uh, somebody with the chicken pox, uh, from t- you know, they caught the chicken pox when they were 10 years old, you know, five years ago. I never had chicken pox. But oh, wow. <clears throat> they have immunity to the chicken pox. Take them back 200 years. Mm. Let them catch the chicken pox 200 years ago. Even though they already had a chicken pox, it's still going to kill them. Because their body does not have immunity to that strain of the chicken pox. I was just going to say it's a different do strain. Yep. Do you do you get what I'm saying? Yes, I do. <clears throat> These After things are always. After a while with COVID, people do get. They'll still get COVID, but mm-hmm. it will be like catching a cold. They'll get over it because they'll have that immunity in their system. Right now, there's no immunity to it. Mm-hmm. I mean. You, you look at China and people who had it before are getting it again and they lived last time. This time they're dying. You know, and, and our brilliant leaders in the United States say, oh, well, it's fine. They, they're, they're getting it again, but we can, oh, it's okay. You can go back to work and all this because we're greedy and we want your tax money. Yeah. It all comes down to money. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> so are there people in the States that are getting it again right now, or is it just overseas? Um, <clears throat> I think so, but you can't quote me on that. I don't well, I pay it close enough attention to the, to the news. It, it drive, the news drives me nuts. I can't. Yeah. I, I watch it just to, you know, see – I mean, it's a class two virus in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from what I saw uh, from doctors explaining what's going on, there's another effect, uh, another disease that you get on top of COVID-19. That's the disease that makes you go onto a respirator and die from not being able to breathe. It's not actually the COVID, but it's something else. That, that comes on after you have COVID and it weakens your immune system to the point where you get some, I don't remember where it was. I don't have that link, but, um, anyhow, I remember, I remember seeing a video from uh, this gentleman that was in the States in the hospital. And he said something about, um, when he lays <laughs> down, at least it was for him. He says, when he lays down, he felt better. And when he got, when he stood up, uh, he felt worse. But the nurses kept trying to get him to walk around for 20 minutes, and then he felt better. So apparently it's your body's way of, or the the virus apparently, from what he said, um, tries to make you believe that you feel better by laying down when, no, it's actually making you worse. So as soon as you get up and start moving around, although it's difficult in the beginning, um, after about 20 minutes, then you start feeling better. And he said something about the virus is uh, the reason why so many people are having breathing issues is it uh, creates this, um, like the phlegm that's in your lungs, it changes the, um, it's, it's, uh, it, it hardens. 
it's like crystallized. And that's why you have a hard time breathing. Now, I haven't heard anybody else mention that, um, just this one guy. So I don't know if that's true about this, this particular virus or not. Have you heard anything about that? Well, I can tell you this much, and I'm I'm trying to get my Facebook to open up here so I can see what the what that was called. Um, <clears throat> from having, I've had pneumonia a few times, and mm-hmm. I've had bronchitis a few times, and you don't lay down with pneumonia. You can't breathe when you lay down with pneumonia. Yeah, uh, it's hard to breathe when you lay down with uh, uh, lay flat with. Um, bronchitis and pneumonia you have to sit up at least you have to sit partially up or you sit you sleep sitting up because you can't breathe any other way because the phlegm in your lungs blocks uh you know it just it all just lays and and blocks the air from being able to Mm -hmm. be sucked in right or or however you want to put that uh so you you just can't do that um. Yeah, I had pneumonia last year, uh, February, and it took three bouts of antibiotics, and it was brutal. Like, man, really? yeah, it was. Because pneumonia hits me, uh, everything hits me different mm-hmm. than than it hits you, human people. <laughs> you mere, mere humans. <laughs> you mere human people, yeah. <laughs> It, it 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 does. Let's see. I'm getting close to this here thing. I should have had this up already. I'm gonna ask too about the traveling part. Can you travel anywhere around the world, or is it just in your wherever you are? Can you pick a spot? Uh, I don't travel the way that you're you're thinking. The the way that I've always done it is, I will be in the location that I want to be in. Mm-hmm. And then I will either go forward and back in that location. Okay. Uh, that's the way I know how to do it. Um, I can't leave my house here and end up in England. Okay. I can't do it that way. Too bad in a way. <laughs> there we go. A R D S. <clears throat> Acute respiratory distress syndrome. Hmm. This is the disease that is killing everyone. And um, this comes straight from a doctor out of New York City. So is that um, uh, something that happened? It's kind of like a side effect of the COVID? This is, you get this after you get COVID and COVID has worn you down. Mm -hmm. You get what's called ARU. ARDS, hmm. acute respiratory distress syndrome. It's a knockoff of SARS. This whole COVID. yeah, yeah, that and you. Yeah, hmm. yeah, and um, <clears throat> Richard Thomas is the doctor. That's the name of the doctor hmm. out of New York City. And I can I can share this. I could I could send this to you on Facebook. Probably. Yeah, please. Yeah. Mm. You don't bother to look at my timeline all the time, so it never pops up. Well, that's because I'm not special for you, I guess. (laughs) Oh, you're special. (laughs) You're special. (laughs) I'm not special. 
Yes, yes, yes. I'm not, I that's remember true. asking some people, I said, hey, have you heard from uh, from Trump? Because I never see him on Facebook. I thought maybe he just fell off the face of the earth. But uh, they're like, no, he's still around. It's like, oh, okay. I'm still around the annoying people and <laughs> running my mouth. Doing what you do best. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Oh, well, oh, I've got, I've got just, just, well, I just thought of something. Parano- on a paranormal note, yeah. Me and Will are watching Nancy Drew, mm-hmm. uh, one of the earlier episodes of Nancy Drew. <clears throat> and at the end of the show, uh, well, first she's got one of these, you, you know, those little balls that go <laughs> and they light up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They light up. You know, when you hit mm-hmm. them, you have to hit them real hard to make mm-hmm. them light up and go <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Well. Um, we're watching the end of Nancy Drew, and just as this, uh, uh, who they call Dead, Le- Dead Lucy, and Nancy Drew makes an appearance just before the end of the show, and she looks like she's all dead and scary and all this, and goes, Bleh! at the very same time that this happened on the TV, across the room where nobody touched this little ball, it just went off and goes, no <laughs> way. And jump 10 feet in the air. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hasn't you know, happened that, before? That's, that's the type of crazy shit that happens in this house. I mean, yeah. we've had a ghost cat outside the window that there's no cat there, but we'll hear, we'll hear the ghost cat go meow, 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 meow. And we're looking at the window and everywhere else, there's no cat there. Ever open the you door know, to see so if it goes in or you don't want it, it in? I, I don't care. Well, the <laughs> dogs would eat the cat. But, <laughs> the dogs would ignore it. I'd hear it. Everybody else would hear it. It's yeah. one of the few things that Kelly actually recognized as hmm. paranormal. Wow. You no, know, she doesn't go in for all that. All the shit that I do. Mm-hmm. Well, we are at the end. It's been an hour. Is there anything else that you'd like to say before we we uh, tune off? Uh, well, um, if you guys want me back on the air, checks are yes. payable to me. You know, uh, if you want to send me money. and <laughs> <laughs> Nice try. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And but you're... Your shows are still available, though, right? For people to yes, listen to? Yes, they are. Okay. They're on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, on YouTube, all you have to do is look up Black Swamp Radio or Swamp Gas or okay. Inside the Void or whatever. I can always, uh, I'll add some links on the show notes so yes, people can check fine. it out. If you, whatever you want, I'll give it to you. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate coming on your show. Thanks for having me and putting up with me and let me rub my mouth. Not a problem. I'm really glad we we're able to uh, finally get you on. We've had to reschedule a couple of times because of me, but finally got you on. Yeah. Well, well. And there's still that issue every once in a while while we're talking where I hear myself talk. Oh. Through the ear headphones. Yeah, I'll have to talk to oh, Mr. Uh, Anderson about that. <laughs> Maybe he can help yeah, me out. Yeah. You talk to him. You'll talk to him before me. Tell him I said hi. I will. You hang tight. Uh, we'll chat after this if you have a minute. And uh, thanks again for being on. And uh, I'd like to have you on again because I know you have all kinds of other things that you can talk about. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I can run my mouth about anything, Kat. You know, <laughs> but 
Oh, I know. <laughs> you got to ask the questions. You ask the questions, and I will answer the questions. Okay, we'll do that. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right. Yeah. See you. Bye, guys. Well, we've made it to the end of another episode. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, take care of each other. And if you'd like to be on the show or have questions and comments, just drop me an email, paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Paranormal Heart would like to extend a special thank you to PurplePlanet.com for supplying the music for the show. The views and opinions expressed on Paranormal Heart are those of the host and participants.